All right, y'all, Tuesday, September 26th, time for another edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. We got a uh, quite a lineup today. First hour, Sheila Holm from, uh, we got his hisbest.org. Check that out. And uh, that's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We got Dr. Mark McDonald uh, joining us in hour two. Uh, there's a new course on how not to be fooled over at ipac-edu.org. And boy, we need a lot of that. How not to be fooled about what? about a lot of things. Propaganda, uh, man, everywhere. Uh, how many generations of this has manifested in what you see today when you look out on this planet and at your government? And what can we do about it? That's some of the, what we'll discuss today on the show with Sheila Holm and Dr. Mark McDonald. And of course, well, economic healing too. I got to open with a story on that. So get ready. If you think that uh, cash will save you under CBDC, we're going to talk about that too. So the Robert Scabell Show is about to begin. Thanks to Super Don. Press the play button now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. If you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, this show is about health and healing. It's about health, freedom, and healing liberty. But it's about healing on all levels. It's not about isolation and disintegration. It's about, uh, you know, bringing it back together, connecting the dots, cause and effect, all of those things that help you see the world in which you live in and maybe understand a little bit more about your origin point and how to make it work for you. So that's why the healing I talk about is not just physical or physiological. It's also emotional. It's also mental. It's also spiritual, which is really the essence of everything. And yes, those same laws and, and principles that apply to the body and all the bodies I just mentioned also apply to the body politic and the body economic. And the illusion or delusion is that all of those things are exceptions to the rule when it comes to God's creation or creation itself. And that's a deception. And that's why when we talk about war, which I don't like to talk about war, or even utilize warfare terminology because it's just too easy. And it, and it kind of drives us into a battle that may not be necessary to engage in. I mean, y'all determine that ultimately. But the concept of what if they threw a war and no one showed up? Wouldn't that be interesting? As you learn in the history of humanity, all wars have been primarily bankers' wars, wars for what? Natural resources, et cetera. And yet the, the focus on the physical resources exclusively to the exclusion of the resource of life itself, the spirit that, that fulfills our very lives, that gives us our very lives is what's lost often in this battle line or battle lines that are drawn everywhere about my turf, your turf, whatever. Now I recognize too, as I say that, that all rights are derived from property. And you say, well, Robert, you're talking spiritual stuff. And now you went all into property and, and, and planet earth and whatever. And I'm like, mm, think about this for a moment. That which you inhabit is your property while you inhabit it. What are we talking about? Your body. The physical body you live in on planet Earth, your Earth suit. It's not who you are. It's what you inhabit while you're here. And that is the ultimate property. And it's the thing that 
weirdly enough, people in government want to claim it's not yours. How do I know that? Why do I say that? Well, look at what they've attempted to do, not just in the recent COVID crazy years, but for a long time, even when you go to Supreme Court decisions like Jacobson that say, hey, we can force you to get a vaccine that you don't want. Or, hey, in the Jacobson decision, they said, well, you can pay a $5 fine if you don't want it. But the idea now, of course, primarily but not exclusively from the loony liberal left, the progressivist, Marxist collectivist, don't believe that you have bodily autonomy except when you want to terminate a baby and mommy. It's a kind of a weird thing. It's like, well, yeah, bodily autonomy is good then, but not when you don't want to get a shot that we say you should have or that we say your kids should have. So we look at this, I look at it as a spiritual crisis. These people are devoid of connection to the source of all life. They believe in a materialistic reality and almost maybe nothing else. They become atheistic in their worldview. They operate in fear and they say that you cannot go anywhere unless we inject you first because I'm too afraid of you. You're going to be a vector for disease, infection, decay, death, dying. And the irony is that that materialistic worldview is encompassed in allopathic medicine. When you go down to the, uh, the so-called brass tacks of it, which include these injections, the sacrament and the church of pharmaceutical mysticism is what? Vaccination, injection, a rite of passage borrowed from a kind of religious constructs and then altered in a horrific way. Your child shall not pass until we get them and inject them. And they can in America. The first thing you get in a hospital, if you have a baby in a hospital, is a hepatitis B shot. Because you never know when that little baby of yours is going to sneak out of the delivery room and get a tattoo with a dirty needle or worse. These are abject absurdities that we're dealing with in a country and on, you know, here in America where we once prided ourselves on, on a love of freedom, a defense of individual liberty. And yet a significant portion of our population on the, up through the Biden administration says, you know what? We own you. Or if you don't think so, we should, we will. And one of the ways they're going to do this, we talked about this is the economic artificial realities. That is taking just weights and measures that I believe are a biblical principle and destroying them utterly and miserably through central banking and the basic debasing of the currency by removing it from any connected tangible asset that we might consider to be gold, silver, copper, something that is what it is. And, you know, unless you clip it, it's still what it is. And you go back in the history of money and you find out that, you know, in the Roman times, they were clipping coins and then melting it down. To make it, people were cheating, lying, deceiving, counterfeiting. And the irony, of course, as they target any American for counterfeiting is that the Federal Reserve is the primary counterfeiter on planet Earth. And of course, it's tied into the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, also counterfeiters that want to do, uh, of course, promote central bank digital currencies, uh, SDR, special drawing rights. They just create this out of thin air. Based on what? What is the collateral for that? If it's not attached to anything, you find out that you or your kids are connected to that. The moment they're born, they put their footprint on a, you know, a certificate 
of, you know, they become a vessel of the state, basically a birth certificate, like they're a ship at sea. It's just bizarre. If you think about it, now I know a lot of y'all don't want to think about this because it's way too easy, much too easy to just kind of like ignore it all and just go through life and work hard for Federal Reserve notes that get destroyed day by day by day. And you think, hey, man, I'm not going to play along with central bank digital currencies because I've got cash. You know, I got my cash. I'm stacking up the cash. I'm like, well, it's not likely they'll make cash illegal overtly. That would be probably a step too far. But as you'll see in the opening article here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Zero Hedge is reporting that cash will be what? No refuge under CBDCs. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought if I just had cash, I could spend it. Yeah, yeah, you can. But how fast can you spend it compared to how fast can they print it or digitize it into reality? So this article goes through as well as we have a Substack article uh, for the RSB show. And it's the rsbshow.substack.com on the illusion of money, why CBDCs are a Trojan horse for control. You want to assess that, and we'll talk a little bit about what I want to open with today so you have tools to move forward. Yes, we are spiritual beings, but we have a corporeal existence in terms of the body we inhabit. The artifice is that the government and the bankers convince you to volunteer into a system of slavery within this body. It is still a gift of creation, a gift from God, but they convince you you're something less than a spiritual being, and they number you like cattle out in the field. Do I have to describe what those numbers are? Now, some of you, well, we all have different beliefs about uh, religion and Bible and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I happen to believe numbering humans like cattle is, you know, I don't think it's very godly, personally. It's just me. You might think different. That's okay. But slapping these numbers on people and then making them collateral for a debt that cannot be physically repaid in a million lifetimes. Did you hear the latest? 33 trillion with a T? Somebody's got to figure out the math on that and explain to me how. Well, I don't have to explain to you nothing, Robert. You just shut up and take it. And you keep me. Yeah. No, that's just not what that's not how I'm made. And that's not how many of you are made. You're not going to shut up and take it anymore, are you? $33 trillion. Sign your kids up for that. And so you think, well, I, I can just, you know, I can do cash. I know they're going to do CBDCs. I can refuse it. I'm not going to get a digital ID and on and it goes. Great. But you have this cash called a Federal Reserve note. They wrongly call a dollar. And all they do is print it to oblivion so that you have a Zimbabwe dollar. A trillion dollar note would not be enough to buy you a loaf of bread. And so you might be able to utilize cash initially, but the rapid way that they can print or digitize it means that you'll be carrying wheelbarrows to try and pay what for whatever you want. And then they win because you have no other means of exchange. And you thought cash was good enough. It's not. Now, in the article on the Substack, I talk about, uh, you know, some other things we, we discuss and things I brought up over time. I'm not just saying there's one way to go about it. You know, whether you have actual silver coins or other things, or you have a skill set where you can trade and barter things. But how about something that time immemorial has stood the test of time and withstood all the assaults against it and can still buy the same amount that it bought 100, 150 years ago? Things that are similar in terms of what was made then and now. And that is gold. But as you know, unless you have little specks of gold, you're not going to use gold to buy a loaf of bread or eggs. It's too valuable relative to that. The technology has arrived to allow for fractionated gold into a note, so to speak, 
that is not for redemption of gold elsewhere, but it's contained within it. I've talked a little bit about the goldbacks. You guys have seen that. Utah, Nevada, New Hampshire, uh, I think Wyoming's coming online. A number of other states are looking into this, making gold and silver legal tender again. Uncoupled from the banksters, the fraudsters that deceive you by violating the just weights and measures concept within the Bible and with, I think, spiritual uh, uh, you know, balancing of the scale, so to speak. Unless you like deceiving people and paying for everything with evidence of debt. Because that's what a Federal Reserve note is. It's evidence of debt. Can you really discharge debt with debt? I don't have time to go into the whole history of, of, of economic and monetary policy, but I want to plant the seeds in terms of economic healing. If you fall prey to what they've got coming and plan, which would be a universal basic income, a UBI, they're going to start giving you digits to, to convert you over and go, well, dude, my neighbor's getting 1500 a month out for free. I'm not going to do without that. So everybody goes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And at that point, then they crank it on down or tighten the screws because now they've got you through social media, through the digital identifiers to find out what you believe. Oh, you happen to believe that a, a, a gender is determined via your, what, your genetic manifestation in this physical body and not something to be determined and groomed into? Uh, and that's just one small example. Name a religious belief that is not popular today in a quote unquote woke culture. Not only manifested, but enforced via what are these things coming through the World Economic Forum, United Nations, IMF, World Bank, Federal Reserve, leftist, Marxist, collectivist government abandoning the Constitution. You have now what is a setup for if you want to eat, if you want to have a roof over your head, if you want to travel, if you want to get on a train, bus, or airplane, you want to even start a car, you're going to have to behave better than uh, we see you behaving right now. We saw that social media post. You don't hate Trump. <laughs> I mean, this is where it will go if you let it. Now, it's an incremental boil the frog slowly scenario. I think the frog jumps out long before he's boiled. That's personal. I think it's the humans that stay in uh, because we're, we seem to be the dumbest species on the planet sometimes. We're, for convenience sake, we get lazy. We go, oh, yeah, it's all taken care of. I can just rest and coast, and they're going to give me universal basic income and not consider that that is a slave trap. Just as I've said, if you want to uh, capture a wild animal and you don't want to have to do much in terms of wrestling that animal, all you got to do is put food down in one area. Every day, every day, they keep coming back for the free food, free food. Then while they're there, you can build one side of the fence. They keep coming back. They look, meh, put a second, put a third, put a fourth with a door, open the door. They come right in, close that door. That's the long game. That's what they're playing here with the money, with economics. And the sooner you realize it and start, I say, hedging your bets, it's not about bets. It's not about uh, gambling. It's about recognizing we want to go back to just weights and measures. We want to go back to integrity and look at these options. Again, the Substack article is linked in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. It's one of the means by which they control you or any of us or all of us. Now, fear is the great, 
you know, motivator for those that are not connected to the source of all healing, all wisdom. I'm talking God, spirit, all of that. When you are disconnected from that, fear can creep in. They can manipulate you in believing you will never have enough unless you come through us. We're going to starve you out. And where is that absolute reliance on divine spirit, on God, Holy Spirit, whatever you perceive it to be? When we've had it so easy in an economic realm, and in America, let's face it, even if we've gone ups and downs in terms of crashes and then booms and busts, we've had as the world reserve currency access to things far cheaper than anybody else, a lot of cheap crap from China we didn't need, but in a way that we didn't have to grow our own food. How many of us grew up doing that? I didn't, city slicker. Now, even if it turned off tomorrow, am I ready? No. I'll be honest about that. I mean, we do best we can with preserving food, storing food, as well as growing our own more and more. But we've got also to realize that we've got to connect with people again that believe in freedom, that share our ideals. We could have different beliefs about a lot of things, but the ideals in what does it take to uh, to make it not in America, but on planet Earth? What are the basic needs? And to not look to a centralized bureaucracy or government to provide that, because that always comes again with strings that are actually shackles. So I open with the monetary discussion here, uh, not to say, you know, this show is about economics necessarily, but as I said, I don't disconnect the spiritual realities and principles and laws from any area of my life. I try not to. And if I, if I am doing it in ignorance, my apologies, I'm going to try and do better. But that's been my learning journey on this, in this lifetime. And there are people that have seen some stuff, been through some stuff, and maybe they can concur with this or they can take it deeper than I can. This hour, from hisbest.org. Joining me now on the Robert Scott Bell Show is Sheila Holm. And she, what she's seen in this lifetime, I mean, I'm probably hitting a fraction of it just on one angle, talking about the economics here and how they utilize that against us. But you've got to do better. We've got to do better. I'm not speaking to everybody and, and shaming anybody. I'm talking to myself when I say this, when I present this. I want to do better too. Sheila, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. How are you? I, I'm doing good. I sent a couple of screenshots over to you and, and to Don from what you were saying, because um, I've been dealing with something uh, that nobody really has focused on. And that is that those of us who did not take the vax, um, the first one is the other one, Don. Um, right there, the U.S. patent was approved on January 10, 2017. Six of our taxpayer grants to NIH Fauci, the government holds a percent interest completely against our constitution. They released a patent of a bioweapon to target those of us who won't get the vax. And then the next one, uh, the next slide, shows you that Fauci was all over media the very next day, January 11, 2017. No doubt Trump will face surprise infectious disease outbreak. It was all planned. I think you've probably talked about the patents from 2014, 15, 16 of all these things. Nobody's been talking about this bioweapon. So as you were talking uh, in the entry, the, how we take care of ourselves, and because I was healthy and because I didn't go to the hospital, I'm the only one that survived. The other five speakers all went to the hospital because the cobra venom eliminates you having the breath of life from God. I mean, this whole thing is a counter plan. And when that happens, you have no oxygen. And so it took me weeks to get up into the 70s and 80s in oxygen. And they thought it would ruin my brain. They thought, you know, you got to go to the hospital. You got to get more oxygen. No way. I, I owned a medical legal company, uh, ended up taking three superior court judges and a top trial attorney to court. 
they were all sentenced on federal RICO racketeering charges. They were deciding behind the scenes how the cases turn out. I know the medical in industry. I was able to realize the credit bureau system and what they're doing to us because they'll collect information from anybody and uh, match up all of those people using our social security numbers that are creating identity theft, match it up with you. And they know the trail it came from, but they won't help you go back to the trail and arrest anybody. No. But nobody will be arrested anyway. And they said they had damaged me more than 150,000. I have 25 pages of ID change documents done by the FBI and the DA's office in San Diego. It took me another five years after sentencing the judges to get the economic fraud DA sentenced on felony fraud. And he was the economic fraud DA. And so this is what we live through. And to live through this bioweapon targeting, I've never talked about it. I don't know if you want to talk about it today, but this lab is in America. This no. lab is in Michigan. I'm like, what are you guys trying to do? So it took a while and it's going to be in book six. There's a book series for the sake of America. And it's all the trails of all the layers that they've been doing to us. Because they tell us now, well, you know, you're 250 years as a country and there isn't a civilization that's lasted more than 250 years. They all fall. And so I said, God, is that what you want me to cover? And he said, what was the other 250 years? And I said, well, it was 250 years from the pilgrims coming in with the truth and the four pillars in the faith monument and the way we should raise up a child and the way they should go. And here we are at the Civil War 250 years later, and they build a soldier monument with no words going from history to war when the faith monument is from morality mm. to liberty. And we'd already lost it. There were no words. There were no Bibles, no Ten Commandments, exactly what you were saying. I'm not trying to persuade anybody to make a decision, but we have a plan that they're aware of, that they're operating the counter plan against us. And we're asleep because we never knew the plan. We never understood the plan. We were never taught the plan. And every 20 year in every century, there's been a pandemic every 20 year. I've gone back to 1320. And I don't have much written communication to go to before 1320. So all this will be in book six. But if we would have known that 20 definition to them is recycle unto death. You see, everything about them is becoming a living God. And that's why transhumanism. Mm -hmm. So they want to die to a better level. So they want to keep a reincarnating to another higher level and come back better than what they were. And it's it's a complete other kingdom process. If we would have known that every 20 was recycled unto death, we could have probably figured out a plan to come against a genocide because we went through 2020, which is the ultimate elimination of those who do not think like they do. And that's why there's a bioweapon in addition to the vax, in addition to the, the sprays that they're doing us, in addition to the air, in addition to what they're doing on the water. I mean, just in addition, addition, addition to recycle us unto death. Sheila, the um, uh, concept of targeting people for elimination, reducing population, these are, these are things that are right overt now, not covert. They're out there. Now, the question has been, well, all the people that volunteered were the people that are compliant and would do what they're told. Why would they want to eliminate them and leave the, the rabble rousers like us around uh, to, to, you know, be willing to stand up and fight in defense of our, our spiritual freedom. 
Well, they've been taking out two speakers forever. When I was talking to God about, well, how am I going to talk about these 250 years? Because we're, we're there again. And he said, that's not the original. And I said, well, I know, you know, from the pilgrims to the Civil War, 250 years. And I'm telling God how it works, right? And uh, he had to straighten me out, which is he does all the time. But anyway, it, it shows up in the books. I tell you exactly the struggles I go through. And, the, and I don't argue, but I've got to know that I know that I know because our history was wrong. We've been taught the wrong stuff. We've been taught lies. We've been told lies. And so these books are correct the problem and they're using them for homeschooling. Uh, the parents are amazed at what the information is. And and so when he said, well, there was a different 250 years that, that if you compare it, I said, what was that 250 years? And he said, when he sent his son, and here we go, do you know what I mean? 250 years after he's gone, Constantine changed absolutely everything. And I mean, I sat back, I wanted to laugh, but it's not funny. If he could bring that level of truth to us and do what we need to do, then how can we expect that we would do anything different? So right now he has me working on a deep, deep training manual because on January 10, 1963, in our congressional record, they read the resolution of the dissolution of our nation and the people. And it ends up with number 45. It's the same summary. Um, you've heard me talk about the Georgia Guidestones. It's a 10 point summary. This is 45 points. And number 45 is seizing us, the jurisdiction of the nation and the people into the world courts. And it's the same, it's the same thing. They don't plan on us coming through any of this they don't plan on us living independently and people think well you know when they when they went into the promised land they said they didn't go it was joshua and caleb and we've been taught the fantasy that that he helped all these people for 40 years to get into the promised land we don't look at what the truth is they didn't make it it was joshua and caleb who agreed you know there might be some giants in the land but we can do this you know there's abundance there we can make this happen there's always a few always a remnant who figure it out and bring it through. And it is amazing being on with you today because this has taken us nine months. Isn't it amazing? Nine months later, here we are discussing these things. And I'm so, I'm so proud of you. So honored to be with you because you've been fighting this whole thing. You've been very vocal about it. You've been trying to wake up as many people as possible and everybody's just waiting for it to be over. This isn't something that's going to be over. Once we, the people figure out how to do this thing, we've got to keep doing it. So I told God, if you want me to take those 45 points, because those are the counter plan to God's plan. And so if that's the counter plan and they'd already destroyed it by the Civil War, we're right at that point again in this country of another 250 years since we thought we had independence, but we never had independence. All that was a lie, too. I mean, the lies that he has shown me, who these people really are, who actually came in from Germany, how they did it. I mean, and how they used other names, which were their code names in the SS in Germany and how these scientists have done this, and how Fauci was, was mentored by after he was an intern to Mangala. If we would have known these things, we would have operated differently, but we don't know the truth about these things. And that's why I'm so excited in what you're sharing with the people, because we have to give what nobody else is giving, and you are paying the price to make this happen. So I'm just, I'm deeply honored to, to let you know, and I just left Chicago middle of August and drove to reawaken in Vegas. I wasn't gonna be there, and they scheduled me last minute with Dr. Judy Mikovits, and we can talk about that. That was awesome, too. And because that happened, I'm in the car trying to get there in two and a half days. There's a new magazine, Andrew, and I have an article in it. And they said, we're going to launch it and we're going to do it on Wednesday. And I went, 
but I don't have to be there till Friday. And they go, no, you have to be there Wednesday by noon. I'm like, so I, I ended up racing from Chicago across and God had my full attention because I needed a lot of focus to get there in two and a half days. And so what he told me is if that's the counter plan, there's 45 points, they want to resolve that you guys are gone. So if that's the counter plan, they know my plan. You can't counter a plan that you do not know, but my people do not know that plan. And I can't just have you, because I said, okay, I'll look at the scriptures. I'll figure out the scriptures that they need to go by so they don't fall in and compromise with the plan again. And he said, that's not going to be enough. Because if my son gave the truth and in 250 years, they all went on with Constantine to save their own lives, either become one of us and celebrate the pagan holidays or we eliminate you. He said, if they could do that, they would do it again, 50 years, 100 years. They wouldn't have to wait 250 years. So what he's got me doing is working on if this is how we compromise about our families, if this is how we compromise about our integrity, if this is how we compromise and let them set up this whole psychiatric structure so that anyone who's saying the truth gets taken to court, gets evaluated by a psychiatrist and ends up disappearing into an asylum or a brig somewhere or something. If that's what's happening, then my people need to know how to identify it before it happens to them. Otherwise, we're going to come through this and it's not going to last. It's not going to continue. We need some sort of a guide, uh, like a, a whole voluntary, uh, I'm going to stay by this plan, uh, written out in a training manual format. And I'm sitting there. I mean, I pulled over on the side of the road. I'm like, I'm a farmer's daughter from Nebraska and I've gone through some difficult things. And you want me to start telling something that can help people beyond all of this, that that even as Christy said, well, they weren't able to write it down. They weren't able to have social media. They weren't. He was telling me all the advantages that I have. So I should surely be able to do this little task for him and and write this up. And, and then he got me laughing and I said, OK, if you think we can do this together, I'd be honored to do this. And so on top of the three books that still aren't released, that a couple of them have already bypassed the original deadlines. Um, there's three books on the front burner, book six and seven of the series and second edition nation restoration. And now there's this 45 point thing that, uh, that I'm working on. So these are not boring days, but if you want to get into how they targeted us, what they did, uh, what that uh, bioweapon includes all the things, because you've got the products that are helping the people. Cardio miracle took me from 183 on my left side arterial age because of the radiation hit to my brainstem and 108 on the right. Um, took me all the way down to 35 on both sides, cleaned out all of my arteries. Um, I, I love that product. And I've sh I share it on every interview. I share it everywhere I go. Uh, I've say, given samples to people to, to try it when they have health issues. It is amazing. So I'm so, so grateful that you're introducing that to people. Yeah, I am as well. And Sheila, one of the greatest gifts we have is life itself. And right second to that, I look at and I say choice, agency. And... Mm -hmm where it crosses the line for what we call the bad guys, Luciferians is when they want to take away choice. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much, you know, what they did in, you know, the COVID crazy years. They said, here's here. We're not taking away choice. Here's your choice. You either take the shot or you can't do this. That's your choice. Like that's not a choice. You know, that was a message uh, our buddy, Dr. Batar was bringing out at the end, right before his, his life, his physical life expired in this lifetime. 
and and you know he's like tell them they that choice agency is so important and that, that don't you know, give up on it and i think about these deceptions you know i opened up with a little bit of economics because we were all born in an america for the most part into uh basically uh economic enslavement based on debt debt is slavery based on false just weights and measures no just weights and measures in federal reserve central banking fiat currencies uh, fractional or no reserve currencies and this enslaves us to debt-based living which it's the most bizarre thing when you step back from me like how did we ever fall for that but convenience ease laziness all of these things that look i've i've felt that i've been there and i'm trying my best to try to correct the things i didn't know now i can't beat anybody into submission nor would i want to to have them believe what i believe that's not my point in sharing these things but many people in my lifetime this lifetime i said you know I just something's wrong. Something's off. Something's wrong. Now, often motivated by their physical or lack of physical health. So that drove me into what I do to communicate. Here are some tools you can use to get that back. And as you tap back into the energy of creation, maybe the wisdom of creation comes through as well. That's been clouded because you're so gummed up and sick and like I was. Uh, so again, this is a big part of the journey and they have used, guess what? More efficiently than anything. Some people say government. Yeah, but allopathic medicine has become the primary deliverer of all of these, you know, death-induced mach machinery shots, drugs, et cetera, all approved by our government, federal regulators, uh, established around the world as the only sanctioned form of medicine. Like, we really abandoned almost all connection to creator by doing this, by adopting it and making it superior to our relationship with the God, with God, with creator. So I, I throw all of this out as a, you know, another level of layer of discussion point, uh, I don't know everything about everything. Some people think I know a lot about a lot of stuff and maybe I do, but there's always a lot more to learn. And that's why I'm glad you're on to kind of plant some more seeds. And by the way, if you go to hisbest.org, loads of books, including uh, for the sake of America book series, you got uh, the original one, you've got two, three, four, and five right now. I think, is it, you're working on number six? Six and seven. Six and seven. So anyway, there's a lot people are like, I, I can't keep up already. I don't know what Sheila's talking about. Take a deep breath, do some research, do some homework, start reading, start learning, and and uh, you can catch up. But ultimately, that wisdom, download direct from God, and that's what we got to learn to do again. Well, and you're hitting on all cylinders. It was never a credit system. It was all how to increase us in debt to make us deeper enslaved to them. We've been enslaved to them from the beginning of this nation. We have never been free. We were put right under the monetary system of the, of the crown and the Bank of London. And then the Vatican Bank had all of our gold. I mean, everything switched and we, we weren't even told. We weren't even told. The whole corporation thing happened right after the Civil War. They brought in all of the European church again, all the Constantine stuff, Ishtar Easter. Uh, they brought back Christmas. All of this was done under our 18th president of our republic. Everyone thinks Ulysses S. Grant was so amazing. To save his own life, he brought everything back they wanted. Everything happened. The corporation happened under him. All of this happened. And so not, we have not been free at all. But, you know, and everybody goes, well, you know, the ones that went in the promised land, I'm going to bring that up again because people don't understand. So many stayed in Egypt. Why? They had a roof over their head. They had food on their table. Humanity has not really changed that much. No. They've been able to take over every nation and they were able to come in and do it here. What's like one of the top ones of the 45 in a 45 point plan? 
Be sure to take control before they become self-governing. We've never been self-governing. They well, came in with centralized banks within two years. Right. And this when guy, you Hamilton, of- why do you suppose they brought back the play Hamilton? It's all programming, guys. Right. Hamilton was the first Treasury Secretary. He put us in centralized banks. And when they became the National Democratic Socialist Party, it's not about a democracy. It was about our republic. Democracy wasn't even a form of government. I mean, all of this stuff. And they've lied to us. And still, people are saying if we could just get our democracy back on track. You don't want a democracy. It's mob rule, majority rule. And that's how they've taken advantage by having all these extra people voting. And it's just the whole thing, Robert. That's what you're pointing out. You are hitting it on all cylinders. Everything's been a lie. And the whole lie of the credit system, if we don't figure out the lie, we'll fall for what they want to do for the social credit system. And next thing you know, you'll have the chip in your hand or your forehead. I mean, there you go. It's already already being discussed. It's already being offered. How easy can this be? Just put this little chip under your skin and you'll be able to do things nobody else can do, just right. like the Vax passport. Well, the good news is you were mentioning about that passport and, and you can do things or not. Dr. Judy Mikovich, that's one of the things we worked on. And Tom Renz, attorney Tom Renz is in agreement. The Vax passports can be available for everyone by following the protocols of what we need to do to come out from under the first Vax if you kept agreeing and kept choosing all the other vaxes, graphene oxide is what's going to cause the problem because that that turns into razor blades and that's why it died suddenly. But if we can get people back on track from that first vax, and we do have a way to do that, we can take care of Lyme that is also related to HIV. We, she's got protocols to take care of that. We have ways to help people. But the problem is everyone's listening to the news. Everyone's scared about October 4th. October 4th is supposed to be this major zombie moment where everybody seems to just all die in one moment. That's the graphene oxide. You didn't get enough of that till you were boosted or double boosted. So now they have the whole world panicking about October 4th and the whole world didn't get double boosted and double vaxxed. So Truth. You are bringing out so much truth, Robert. I'm just seriously so honored to be with you today. Well, this is a journey as an, uh, again, in this incarnation as an American, and I believe in the high ideals of our founders and our foundation. Have we always, have we ever lived up to them? I mean, these are questions that I ask, yet I know that within the DNA of this country and the people in it, some anyway, I didn't take a majority right back then, uh, that it still exists. And if it's extinguished here, there's nowhere else to run. You know, as far as an established, uh, let's say, framework for governance, Mm -hmm. and you talked about self-governance because it was based on that, that Mm -hmm. you would be a moral people, that you would Mm -hmm. be aligned with God. And granted, a multitude of beliefs in that regard, that was a fundamental, Mm -hmm. unique aspect to this government that never before existed in recorded history, where religious or spiritual freedom was a baseline the government wasn't going to dictate how you needed to work or what you needed, but uh, moral people that were connected to God or source would mm-hmm. govern themselves accordingly. And mm-hmm. the abandonment of that, again, I'm not talking about one 50 C three church, religion, synagogue, mosque. I'm talking about your direct connection through your own spiritual practices, beliefs, etc., would guide you where you would need limited government to do basic, barely anything. And that had never before mm-hmm. been tried. And of course the moment it, was ratified the constitution, all of that, the moment it became attacked, you know, whether it be a Hamiltonian central bank or otherwise, but it was always the bankers had the successful method to do so to enslave you uh, with promises of abundance 
false abundance, of course, materialistic abundance, and it would turn you away from the spiritual abundance of which we have a rich history in throughout all of humanity and its creation. And so the deception has been extraordinary in driving us into materialism and taking Mm -hmm. that to the next level in Marxism, collectivism. So you deny your individual spiritual reality your birth, your creation by God. So there are a lot of things, a lot of layers to this. And people hearing this, some of you may be going, yay, Robert, go say it. Sheila, you're doing awesome. Others are going, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's so far (laughs) and foreign beyond what our belief or belief system has been programmed or propagandized into us that to hear this is maybe shocking or might not even be landing at all. Like we're speaking a foreign language. Well, we've gone all the way to having our children go to these schools off miles and miles away. I just went to an event from, I drove from Georgia to North Carolina for an event last weekend. And every single county, uh, you, you're driving these small, narrow roads, and all of a sudden there's a big green area, and you see county elementary school. A few miles further, county junior high. Next, county high school. Think about how much they've consolidated all your schools. Why? To have the number of hours away from the parents because another number in the 45 is to program the children that all negative influences came from their own parents. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that make, and that's why, look at all the rebellion, look at all the, I mean, all of this has been programmed. It's all been programmed to have such bizarre art. I mean, these points are so specific that the humor and the art has to be so beyond comprehension. Do you see what I mean? And then if we don't agree with it or we don't say it's okay, or we don't say it's, it's interesting. If we don't, if we speak against it, because from beginning of time, they eliminate the true speakers. Mm-hmm. The same day they took out president Kennedy. They took out Aldous Huxley who wrote brave new world. They took out CS Lewis who wrote screw tape letters. So there's a man telling the people in the world in, in that kingdom, this is what they're doing to destroy you and your family, et cetera. And then we had C.S. Lewis telling people who believe in the in the living Lord in Christ that here here's what's happening with you people. And all three of those men were taken out on 11 2 of 1963. Yeah. By the way, I've seen some comments in the uh, chat room at robertscatbell.com. Um, our buddy Chris says, uh, gold and silver hasn't stood the test of time. Usury was committed with commodity-backed currency leading to the first Great Depression. Yeah, I agree, Chris. That's why I don't want it commodity-backed. I want it to be what it is. That Well, and that, you that hit it on the, at not, the intro. What's the, that? the currency cannot be gold-backed or silver-backed. Our Constitution doesn't even allow that. That's why. No. That's one of the reasons of Kennedy, Vietnam, and silver. And he was telling us the truth about what they were doing to us uh, very blatantly uh, because he couldn't code anything because he was trying to reach all of us thinking we would get it and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he brought the silver back, and mm-hmm. he said, we are not doing anything unless it's fully backed. And they had to get rid of him because none of this stuff is backed. They took all of our silver. They took all of our gold. So you have hit on this perfectly. And um, there is no petrodollar. There is no commodity dollar. But gold then and the prices now, inflation does not affect gold. 
and silver, the, their value increases. And it was true in the 1800s and it's still true today. They have proven it, that if you had gold and you paid the same amount in gold for the houses today, it would take the place of this fiat money, the, the inflation of the fiat money. Yeah. It, it, it's just like what they've done in all the nations. All of a sudden you need, you know, millions of rubles instead of 20 to buy a cigar. You know? I, I want to be clear that I'm not arguing for a backed currency. A gold right. back or so it's not that it's about the actual stuff that yes. is used to exchange. And then again, taking it out from there, the freedom to decide what you want to use in a contracted engaged, you know, like, okay, I want those eggs. You want this. I, let's just trade it out. So it isn't about a centralized even currency, but it's about something that you have an agreement to that has its own perception of value or actual value. What I'm saying about gold is if you have an ounce of gold, it's still an ounce of gold. Mm -hmm. It isn't about tying it to a paper and trying to establish its value. It's an ounce of what it is. And we have agreed for a long time that that's been able to purchase something, but it's not the limitation I'm trying to place on it. I'm trying to go back to just weights and measures. The concept of, you know, you have a perception of this is a value. I have this as a value and we in freedom exchange it. And it has nothing to do with government backed currencies or gold back or silver back. It's just the, the innovation is now available to us to, to what we've become accustomed to, to taking these little notes and exchanging them for things and trying to establish some sort of means of next level interaction that is more honest, that's rooted in integrity, not deception and not debt. And that's, you yeah. know, that's what I'm arguing for. Well, Trump made a very interesting comment because I have a lot of friends that are into Bitcoin and all this stuff that's out there on the Internet that you can. But they people don't realize you're attaching it to your checking account and you're transferring money from your to they have all of your information and can eliminate everything in your account overnight. And then what are you going to do? But he made a very interesting comment. He said, I don't think I would ever invest in anything that's not backed by a legal government. And legal gold, silver, platinum, copper. That's what the original basis is for all currency. And every nation that's gone off of that standard has, has been living in what we're falling into now. Mm -hmm. And of course we get into legal uh, de definitions uh, versus lawful constitutional mm -hmm. coin, etc. I mean, these things are just, they're, even though they've been argued and discussed for thousands of years, these things, we're still mm -hmm. just rediscovering them now, perhaps for the first time as Americans wake up to this harsh reality that they've been living in debt slavery uh, ever since these central banks were created or even at the dawn of the uh, creation of America through the deception of the international banksters, the ultimate fraudsters. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus turned over the, 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 the tables, right? Uh, talked about mm -hmm. the money changers. Uh, the warnings were there. And yet we've gone to sleep. And if we look at the absurdity of $33 trillion in debt, the, there's a constitutional amendment that says you can't even question that debt. I don't know that it applies to me. This gets into questions of jurisdiction. Uh, are you a subject? Are you a subject? What does that mean? Subject to what? The king, the queen, the emperor? I thought the American organic Republican form of government was not about anymore kings and queens and emperors superior to us as that we became, I became, you became the sovereign in the eyes of God. And a government was instituted among men to establish and acknowledge that. So it would not be violated and, mm -hmm. and granted, uh, you know, a few special privileges, if you will, to, uh, to do some things that are so far beyond what was initially intended, but it was predicted, of course, 
that we would go to sleep on this. We would get lazy and that this is where we are. Now we have to figure out what do we want to do about it. Just full, go full on into slavery and accept a universal basic, basic income and uh, everything else that comes with it or step up into our, I would say, spiritual responsibility. And, you know, not only wear the mantle, but be that conduit for the that love that far supersedes the hate, the fear, the anger, all of these things that are played out through the Fauci's of the world and, and any government that uh, tries to frighten us away from our divinity. Well, and that's what Jefferson and Adams, remember, they were taken out on the 50th anniversary, same day um, for they fought it. Jefferson said right away before they even did the centralized, but you can't do this it's against the Constitution. Government can't hold a percent interest in any business or any bank or any this. This can't happen. And uh, they took them out. And then who was the other one in the same influence? Monroe in 1823, Monroe came out with the Monroe Doctrine. And when he was and then he was president, they took him out on the 55th anniversary. All of these guys on July 4. Um, and we weren't really independent on 1776 July 4, but that's been our Independence Day since. We were still fighting wars 1781, 1803, and the 1812, they still wanted our land back. And that was a war against England and France. And so here we are, do you know what I mean? And so a lot of this is in book six, because all of this is a poisonings. That's what they do with people who are fighting what they're trying to do to us. And that's the poisonings that so many people are becoming aware of now. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is absolutely true. This banking system was never supposed to happen in America. They brought it here. And the Monroe Doctrine was all about you've got to stop allowing this European infiltration because it's turning out just like what we just left. And so they've been fighting this from the very, very beginning. Sheila, so glad that you're doing what you're doing. I'm glad you're connected with my friend Judy Mikovits as well as our friend and in, in, in doing extraordinary work here. Uh, part of this is still a, a, you know, kind of a challenge to wake the masses to a deeper level of reality. Uh, um, you know, it's very much like the Matrix movie in terms of the symbolism and a recognition. Now, of course, that can be interpreted in many ways as well, but the illusion is what we uh, are, are, let's say, vulnerable into believing. Now, who's creating mm -hmm. that illusion? Those who want to frighten and enslave us or those who want to remind us of our divinity? And I guess that would be a litmus in terms of, you know, if you want to question about uh, the reality you'd like to live, is it fear-based or is it based on the love of God? Uh, this is, a, you know, an ongoing question I have every day as I, as I face the day and interact with folks, it's like, where are you coming from? What are you all about? And it's not just about showing up and telling me with sweet honeyed words about what you want me to think. I think you believe, but it's also about a track record of how you live. Do You live based on those beliefs. Or are you uh, living one way and, you know, uh, it's talking, talking another or vice versa. So the litmus again, how do you determine it? And it is to me, the practice, the spiritual practice of staying connected uh, to the source of all wisdom, the source of all the uh, in the insight that we would garner that goes beyond any higher institution of indoctrination, a.k.a. school, you know, that is designed to uh, minimize our connection to the source. At least that's what it's been designed to do in the most recent times that I've seen it. So parents, if you're sending your kids to school, I don't care if it's public, private or whatever, uh, please take time to deprogram them from the cult of collectivism, Marxism when they get home every day or else you might lose them. That happens more often than, than I'd like to admit. Uh, Sheila, we got to wrap up. I got a homeopathic hit. Anything else you want to say for today? We'll get you back on, of course, and I appreciate your patience in getting here. 
It's it's going to be awesome. I mean, we're just tipping. We're we're at the tip of the iceberg today. This is awesome. And uh, school choice. Look up school choice. Our president has made it available that you can take your children out of that school. The school has to tell you, and typically it's ten, twelve, fifteen thousand. You're paying a semester. Uh, they're they're paid to to educate your child, uh, in essence, indoctrinate your child. You through school school choice can pull them out. And he has promised that as soon as he comes back. He's going to add homeschooling. It should have included homeschooling, and they're they're fighting that. They don't want it to include homeschooling. Um, but more than two million of our children and families converted back over to homeschooling during this whole pandemic. So that's a win during the pandemic. And the work with Dr. Judy getting a vax passport because you're doing the protocols to remain protected and that's what they changed the definition of the vaccination to the immunization is a protection because there's no more room in our lives for any vaccines for any reason for any purpose at all amen so i'm just so honored to be with you there's just so much uh that we've covered that to try and wrap it up i just i leave it all with you this has been amazing and thank you thank you sheila everybody check out hisbest.org and learn more about sheila home and what she's doing and all the books she's written and we'll continue to cover this uh every day on some level but i know this show is about a lot of different things as i point out not just one thing, but the one thing is the principle behind all of this that I try to uh, attach and, and uh, if you will, integrate into my life. And that's been my lifelong uh, journey, if you will. Uh, and I hope I'm, I'm doing it better all of the time. And, you know, if I was to litmus it again, this kind of thing is how do you know you're succeeding? Ask the question, how much love do I have in my life? Right. How many people around me are truly loving people? And that's a, you know, it's a serious question when you look around and you find out, oh, may not be a lot. And that could be a reflection of, of your belief in your own self-worth or lack of, of self-worth in that regard. I, I have found that, um, man, in, the, in this life, God wants us to have everything we need. It is on, on only BS, our belief system, that others kind of just drill into our heads artificially to believe that we are less than, you know, that divine creation. And of course, all that stems from, you know, our belief in something that we're something less than we are. I've talked about the, uh, the parable, one of my favorites, I'll bring it up real quickly and then we'll do the homeopathic hit of the day. And then we've got a whole other hour to hit as well. Um, the parable of, you know, the, the eagle and the chicken, basically this eagle was born into a flock of chickens, the, the, you know, the, hatched in a flock of chickens there, basically, and scratching in the dirt like all the chickens looking up at the sky at the eagle soaring above and saying, oh, man, I wish I could be an eagle like that. I wish I could soar in the skies like that. And the chickens around him continued to say, "You're, you know, don't be silly. Don't be ridiculous. You're a chicken. Keep scratching the dirt like we are and ignore that. And, you know, of course, the reality is he was and is an eagle. And the moment he realized that he could soar to the heavens like the eagles that he wanted to be, and it was only the deception and the belief system that he basically acquired or adopted based on all of the outer circumstances around him that deceived him into believing that all he was was a chicken scratching in the dirt for worms. And so that's the you know perspective I'd like to bring to you all, that you're far greater than you believe you are. Perhaps you know it, and I'm not telling you anything new, but at every moment or every day, find people that reinforce your specialness, your divinity. And that doesn't mean we don't have responsibilities. It means exactly the opposite. We have a lot more responsibility than we want, perhaps. And that may be why we're willing to go, oh, I'll just take the universal basic income, give me the number, do whatever you got to do, and just give me whatever. And it's like, man, I guess you haven't in, you know, enjoyed slavery enough yet. 
uh, and the various forms of it. And for those that are offended by even me using the term slavery, slavery comes in all different forms, shapes, sizes, colors. It's not just a one size. This is the, this is it. It can be a, a slavery of the mind to alter your belief system so that you're subjugated to those that want to what? Own and control you to varying degrees with some limited freedoms. It'll say, well, there's plausible deniability. I still have a little freedom here until they take that away. If they can, they will. And the question is incrementally, will you let them or will you put that, you know, that foot down and go, uh-uh, no more. Not, I'm not ceding one other inch or millimeter of ground to those that want to own or control me or enslave the population. Now, again, in freedom, you can choose to be enslaved. Remember the 14th Amendment, if I believe that's the right number, didn't eliminate voluntary <laughs> servitude. It only eliminated involuntary. So the key is, the trick is, they got you to, to, to volunteer in. That's it about everything. You're still making that choice even when they say you have no choice or except these are your choices. What about the third option? Well, that's not there. Well, it is for me and it's there for you as well. Time to wake up and see it and act on it. All right, Super Don, can I do a, a homeopathic hit here before the top of the hour? Go five minutes and then and start the hour a little late. What do you think? Yak, yak attack man over here. What's going on today, dude? Stream know. of consciousness time. I don't know. Can yeah. you can you do it in sixty seconds? No, but I can do it five minutes. You want me to do it at the top of the hour? Sure. Top of the second hour. Why, well, yeah. Well, whatever. You know what? The thing is, we're not. This is not radio. I know, but I like to honor some kind of time. <laughs> anyway, we got an article about the misinformation million coming up as well. That's fascinating. Yes. And Doctor Mark McDonald's going to uh, school us in a good way on how not to be fooled, which is a guy, some of those, some of what we're talking about, the propagandizing into yeah. our belief system of who we are and how <clears> we fit <throat> into this world or government, et cetera. And, uh, you know, this yeah. show has been anything but about uh, acquiescing to uh, you know, the top down control of society. And maybe, you know, that's in opposition to some people that want the top down control. Cause I, I guess a lot of people want to be told what to do. I'm just not one of those guys. I don't know about you, Super Don. I think I do, but uh, after after all this time, you telling me you're not quite sure. Still trying to no, figure me out, huh? I'm just trying to <laughs> test you. To see if you're Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take the top of the hour break. We'll come back. We'll do the homeopathic kit, and then uh, do a brief uh, cover of the article, and then we should have our guest. Yeah, and thanks to everybody that participated yesterday in our monthly Zoom AMA for patron supporters. It's uh, uh it should be available soon if you missed it. Also, it's up there. Uh, oh, I did it. I did it last night. Yeah. Nice. We got some great gifts. I was able to give away. Thanks to my friends at nutritional frontiers and natural immunogenics with the sovereign silver and sovereign copper. And we got some hats emord for us Senate hats. We were giving away. It was fun too. Uh, folks, there's a lot more to do a lot more upcoming events. Please check it out at robertscottbell.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It's free and we don't, uh, we're not selling you anything. We'll just share information with you. That's what we like to do. So thanks for being here. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. Show. 
We got some major league upcoming events this weekend, Houston, Texas, with the Healing Strong Group 10 year anniversary. Looking forward to seeing my friends in Houston. Uh, the next weekend or coming up a couple of weeks after that, I don't even know what date it is hardly. I sort of do, but I don't know when things fall in line here. Just too much, too many numbers. Uh, professional training event in Pittsburgh, thanks to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. We have the 8th annual Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium. That's going to be in West Jordan, Utah. Uh, and that's uh, Dr. Pierre Corey and many others uh, joining us the 6th and the 7th of October. And then the Health Freedom Expo, a granddaddy of them all coming up, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. It's going to be absolutely extraordinary as far as the experience. You, If you've never done this, come on out. And it's outside of Chicago far enough, you'll be okay. And that uh, is available. We have the upcoming events tab at robertsgatbell.com. And then we have the Great Northwest Awakening. There's a bunch of events coming up that you may want to uh, consider if you're in the neighborhood uh, joining us at. And then there's the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, just following the F7 Film Festival there. And you can see the lineup. That's going to be amazing. And then uh, the Great Exodus Conference. That's a new one added into the mix. Those of you in the Dallas, Texas area, uh, it's in South Lake, Texas at the Westin. And I'll be speaking there on, interestingly enough, today we talked about gold backs, gold, and also talk about gold, silver, and copper as medicine. Yeah, it is. They are. The noble metals are more than just for spending. They are for your good health and healing. And then uh, 2024, we've got upcoming events, including the Autism Health Summit. There'll be more added to the list as we go. This hour, Dr. Mark McDonald is going to be joining us in just a little bit. And he's got a great new course available uh, to you at ipac-edu.org. Thanks to James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack. And he's uh, Mark McDonald's going to be an instructor for How Not to Be Fooled. That's as important a subject as we ever cover here on this show. And I'm thrilled that we'll be able to talk a little bit about that today, as well as other things. Dr. Mark McDonald joining us shortly. Uh, and uh, also... Uh, I do homeopathic hits now. Thanks to Super Don and y'all for for asking. You know, we uh pl we play all the hits here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, and today's homeopathic hit is brought to you by your skin. The homeopathic hit of the day on the Robert Scott Bell Show today is graphite. Now, in homeopathy, everything is hearkening back to its Latin designation. That that way, homeopaths around the world know the same remedy is the same remedy is the same remedy. So you'll see often genus, species, different things. But in this case, graphite. So let's pull up the document you have available for free download. That's how awesome Super Don is. He's giving it away for free. I would charge you billions of dollars because it's fiat. No, I wouldn't. I'm teasing. <laughs> this is the homeopathic hit of the day, graphite. The remedy for eczema and skin conditions. Now, remember, this is a brief introduction to these ingredient single ingredient remedies so that you are not intimidated if you decide hey man that sounds like it's an interesting remedy i want to look into that further you might be willing now to open up a materia medica and go deeper so this is a, a remedy that's focusing on skin conditions particularly eczema and let's go into a little bit other things that it can do in terms of skin and other things graphites derived from pure graphite a form of carbon and it's uh, carefully processed and potentized according to the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States, HPUS, to convert it into a homeopathic form through serial dilution and succussion. Now, its physical properties keyed in most commonly, not exclusively, but most commonly for skin conditions like eczema, dry skin, and even, hey, cracked heels. Anybody got cracked heels? Uh, not crack on your heels, by the way. It's cracked heels. I, I don't know if there's a remedy for that. But <laughs> anyway, mental uh, focus point. Individuals needing graphites may experience indecisiveness and a lack of focus or 
a feeling of being overwhelmed by life's demands. I mean, some of the stuff we've talked about today might fit graphites. It's just, oh my gosh, it's all too much. It's all too overwhelming. Graphites is not just a focus on physical skin conditions. There's so much more to a homeopathic remedy. And yet again, it's intimidating to open up a book that you, you're reading this language. It's too much. It's archaic. It's overwhelming. So that's why this is here to just give you a brief intro. Now, primary focal point, skin conditions, effectiveness for treating what? Eczema, dry skin, various other skin issues. And you've heard a number of other remedies we've covered that also may cover skin issues. So it Really, if you want to dig deeper, go into the Materia Medica and start looking at the various indications for its use. And you might find out, well, hmm, graphites was sort of sounded good, but no, it's actually rust tox. But for now, I'm just throwing it out there that graphites is a very interesting remedy for skin, but also digestive issues. Constipation is one of its indications. Indigestion, one of its indications, particularly when linked, interestingly enough, to skin issues. So if you have... Uh, a skin issue and a digestive issue, you might look at who graphite is covering both of those areas. Isn't that interesting? Also from uh, attenuations or potencies, the controversy of homeopathy is that of course you're diluting it to the point where there's nothing. If you're dealing with a six X, that's one part per million. Uh, 10X is one part per 10 billion. Uh, you can go beyond that. The lower attenuations typically uh, up to 30 X or 30 C um, typically acute, self-help kind of scenarios, repeated dosage as needed, safe to do. If you want to go into the higher attenuations or potencies beyond, well beyond the number of Avogadro, you're not, what are you diluting is the question. I know, I know that's a good question, but you're altering the energy, interacting with the energy field of the body. Again, we get into quantum realities at that point, but as I've mentioned before, there are a number of studies in the peer-reviewed medical literature that do address even uh, placebo-tested for certain conditions, but the uniqueness of homeopathy is not necessarily one size fits all. You need to find out the unique attributes, uh, challenges, symptoms, et cetera, including a mental and emotional states of the patient to determine the right remedy. Ultimately, unless you're doing clinical prescribing, which is more comprehensive to organ systems and graphites could be part of an eczema formula in those cases. So if we look at the, the potencies, we move down now to complementary remedies. So you might find graphites doesn't match. What else could I look at? Well, how about calcarea carbonica, calcarb, often used after graphites for lingering skin conditions or chronic ailments. And the remedy, the homeopathic hit the other day we did was sulfur, which if you read in the Materia Medica, you think it's the cure for everything. As I pointed out, in an acute scenario in the early years of Dr. Hahnemann treating the German peasants who lived off the land, they were farmers, they ate the food as it was grown, sulfur was extraordinarily successful. If you read sulfur and you try it today for a skin condition, you go, wow, it didn't work. What's wrong? Does homeopathy not work? I would say you need to go deeper in recognizing that we are in deeper states of chronicity, toxicity, and deficiency so that you have to go a little bit further and often to the liver. Now, when we have uh, uh, sulfur as a success, that's great. But if not, you got to go deeper into the liver. And I threw in another remedy for your consideration. For those of you dealing with skin conditions accompanied by severe, uncontrollable itching, mesereum, M-E-Z-E-R-E-U-M. It's listed there. You can dig deeper on that. So instead of uh, resulting uh, or going for a steroid, a prednisone, you know, a cortisone cream that's like suppresses it. And I realized the, the desire to do that when you're uncontrollable. Try homeopathic miserium along with, uh, again, support for the liver. So graphites, uh, again, safe as all homeopathics are. Uh, Self-prescribing uh, for chronic, I, I would say, sug I suggest you consult somebody that, that can help you there. And, of course, uh, if symptoms worsen or persist, consult somebody as well. This is not 
medical advice. This is information. This is education. If you feel like you need a doctor of any kind, feel free. This is not telling you not to get or use or uh, avail yourself of those things. But remember, the freedom to heal is the power to heal. The power to heal is the freedom to heal. And I would rather have you deal with more information and try to navigate it than not enough and then rely on those that only poison you for profit or argue that they can poison you back to health, which is an absurdity. So there you go. Homeopathic hit of the day. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, one more reminder for those of you that have hit the ceiling in your healing, you might consider a Chernobyl level antioxidant like folium, folium PX. Uh, our friend Bobby Oren brought it over from Georgia when it was, uh, you know, the Soviet Union got out, went to Israel and I was in America and he's brought this botanical blend that is a Chernobyl level antioxidant designed to respond to something like a disaster, a nuclear disaster like Chernobyl. And it is powerful in terms of dealing with ionizing radiation and other heavy metals. And it's facilitated my mom at 89 getting back on the dance floor after three years of, of challenges and health during the COVID crazy uh, time we just went uh, through. So please check out foliumpx.com. Use the code RSB10, get 10% off. And we'll continue our discussion on this or any other things. Chat, chat rooms available. Uh, look forward to seeing you there. And questions of the day. We've got one a little bit later this hour. So with that, um, shout out to ipac-edu.org, connecting us with Dr. Mark McDonald, who. Uh, is doing great work and maybe can help us uh, explain what the heck is going on with this million. What is this article here? Misinformation coming from how many it's you know, look at the misinformation million is the article on uh, report from planetearth.substack by David Marks and really tackling the issue of misinformation, disinformation, propaganda. And he calls out a bunch of the names that have been engaging in this misinformation campaign. Rather than a disinformation dozen, we have a misinformation million. And these are the people that own and control your government, your media, much of modern medicine, allopathic medicine from the Flexner Report forward and more. And there's a chronological analysis here going through. And in the appendix, he, he names names like Fauci, Tedros uh, from uh, World Health Organization, Bill Gates, even Jake Tapper, Sean Penn of all people. He used to be with the CIA, apparently, and it was an asset. Anyway, there's a lot more to discuss here, but let's bring him in right now. Dr. Mark McDonald on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Dr. Mark, welcome, my friend. Hello. Hey, it's good to see you. Great. I can see and hear you fine. Hooray. Glad to be on. Nice to have you on, and I'm Thank really you. excited to announce this How Not to Be Fooled class at IPAC. But I got to ask, how did you get there? Because, you know, you're a physician, an allopathic medical doctor. You went through massive programming to survive medical school. Medical school is a horrific indoctrination program. I was actually not a doctor in waiting for a number of years after I graduated college. I have a degree in Japanese literature and French. I studied music, languages, history. I lived in Europe. I lived in Japan. I was educated by personal experience with the world. So when I went to medical school, I was completely crushed by the doctrinaire attitude and mindset of think this way and don't question. I got mm -hmm. into trouble with the dean of the college actually for making suggestions on how to improve the anatomy course because I really struggled with it. I'm not a visual learner. Mm -hmm. And I was put on academic probation because I didn't pass my anatomy class uh, with a high score. I was in the, the low pass section. So I'm definitely not um, of the ilk that uh, follows the leader and uh, responds from a top-down approach. I, I've always been in trouble and getting in trouble since probably second or third grade. I remember when I was in elementary school, 
there was a rule that said that after the bell rang at recess, you couldn't go to the water fountain. Well, it was like an eight minute walk from the playground ball area where we're hitting the handballs to the water fountain. And recess was only about 12 minutes. So there's no way that you could walk back and forth and actually drink and still play. So I would wait for the bell to ring. I'd go grab some water and then jump into the line. And the teacher sent me to the closet because I was violating the rules by drinking after the bell. And I remember asking them, why does it matter? And they had to bring my mother in and have my mother tell them to tell me that I have to follow the rules. And I still remember telling the principal, but why? What's the point? And they couldn't answer me. They just said, shut up and obey. <laughs> so my life has been like this for a very long time. So if anybody's watching uh, this physician, me, thinking that this is just another paid off shill to the medical establishment, believe me, I am, I am far from that. No, you wouldn't be here if you were. And, and of course, you're working with uh, IPAC now, our friend, Dr. James Lyons Weiler recognizes that. And uh, you're, I can tell you're a brother uh, because I, I acknowledge the same kind of experiences going through grade school going, why? What, what's, what's the point of that? Right. And uh, getting into trouble for it and uh, never stop. Shout out to my mom, who may be in the audience today as well, because she uh, she brought me up to be an independent spirit as well. And I appreciate that, mom. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you had a worldview that was far different from those young skulls full of mush that end up in medical school. And they are programmable and they 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 uh, fall in line with the authoritarianism of the uh, pharmaceutical industrial complex. And, you know, although there's a place for allopathic medicine, I've never disputed that it, it, it should exist in a far smaller place relative to what we have in traditions of natural medicine going back thousands of years and even innovations in a modern sense of more uh, harmless approaches. Uh, you know, I've often referred to Dr. Benjamin Rush uh, at the beginning of the you know, he was a signer to the Declaration of Independence and. He had intimated that if we didn't put medical freedom into the Constitution, a time will come when medicine will organize into an undercover dictatorship to restrict the art of healing to one class of men and deny it to everybody else. And, of course, it was a prophetic statement. We shouldn't need to have to do that, but apparently we did. And we are suffering now because of a monopoly uh, of delivery of what they call medicine for all, which is not right because we're all individuals. One size fits all is kind of a Marxist approach. I go by the moniker Dissident MD on Instagram and also my website, dissidentmd.com, because I have dissenting views, as do you, and that makes you a dissident. Uh, simply questioning, simply asking those, those uh, points of clarification, much less being an activist. I never considered myself an activist. I have focused on sleep, diet, and exercise as the three-legged school to mental health for the last 12 years since I began my practice. And for the last five years, I have been urging everyone to take basic supplements like vitamin D and zinc to improve their immune system in order to resist infection and also to sleep better, to regulate mood. And it's only in the last two or three years that I've really dug more deeply into non-traditional pharmaceutical approaches uh, like you know, combining vitamin K with vitamin D to reduce calcium absorption of the bloodstream, adding in sustained release melatonin for immune system functioning, high dose, concentrated but clean and toxin-free fish oil compounds with EPA and DHA, which have been shown for over 15 years to assist with ADHD symptoms. In other words, inattention, hyperactivity in children without the use of stimulants or at least reducing the, do the dosage of the stimulant in order to help kids focus better. Uh, and this is in addition to all the other benefits of existing cardiovascular disease, inflammation. So I love adding new tools. I don't want to be a, a one-stop, one-modality approach physician. And my patients are coming out of the woodwork now to ask for this. I've lost a few patients 
but I've also gained more than I can handle because people are desperate. I can mm -hmm. tell you this as a physician in Los Angeles, the heart yeah. of darkness, you know, people still wearing masks on the treadmill at the gym here. Even here in LA, there are people who are begging for doctors who will tell them the truth, will encourage them to think for themselves and will offer rational, truly science and evidence-based medicine. Very few doctors are willing to do that. And for that, I, you know, I've become a dissident. I, I've written two books about dissident fit thoughts, United States of Fear and Freedom from Fear, which focus on the fear mechanism that prevents people from thinking. I talk about in my course uh, for IPEC EDU that you uh, mentioned earlier, how not to be fooled, how language is a critical, critical step in the process of controlling the mind. This has been true for 150 years since Lenin and Marx and Stalin, all dictators, all tyrants, they take control of rape, pervert language, social justice, equity, anti-racism, and these are politically charged propaganda terms. Well, now we have uh, these nonsense terms like social distancing, which is actually anti-social. Uh, we have stay safe at home, which was the policy by my former mayor, Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles that killed children. I lost two patients. One was a middle school child who was safer at home and overdosed on fentanyl-laced Xanax because he wasn't able to go to school. So there is a really important, in my view, a really important component to maintaining freedom. I don't just mean physical freedom. I mean freedom of thought, which rests on using honest and appropriate language and identifying language that is not honest, which is meant for a political end. And that is the definition of propaganda. And that's how I start my course, How Not to Be Fooled, by focusing on the starting point, the beginning, the, the root of all mind control, which is the, the misuse of language. Well, yeah, the capturing of communication, the alteration of it, and, you know, making language that is uh, almost impossible to decipher. So then we have to go to the authority or authoritarians to tell us what it means, what we should do. Uh, I think that's part of the deceptive practice to destabilize a, a, a nation, if you will, is to make the language just you know, words don't mean what you thought they mean. It's, it's, it's a trap on every level. And we've seen government engage in it uh, throughout history, but even our own American government has engaged in this propaganda, these tools, most obviously in the last three crazy COVID years, but certainly even before that. I agree. I didn't know how deep this went. I was uh, always a bit cynical. And as, as I explained earlier, a bit contrarian, and I got in trouble for it from very early age. But I, I still had a, a relatively high trust in our traditional systems, systems of governance in authorities. I would challenge authority, but I was never anti-authority. I'm not an anarchist. I'm not a, I'm not a, a rebel. Uh, I am a dissident. I challenge the existing power structure. I'm not trying to destroy it. But about two, three years ago, I started to see that my trust may have been excessive and mm -hmm. that the people that were previously in positions of power and authority that I did largely trust uh, revealed themselves to be actually opposed to the values that I represent, which is freedom, uh, liberty, uh, people thinking for themselves, uh, the protection of basic civil rights. I don't think we have that in our institutions anymore. And that includes medicine, that includes law enforcement, certainly all of the alphabet soup agencies and the federal government. Essentially, what I realize is that anything that is centralized in this country, and this is true broadly, I think, around the world, mm -hmm. anything that is centralized is at risk for corruption. So my thought now is that 
rather than trying to reform the top, rather than trying to dismantle the Fauci's and the Burks and the Bidens and all of these Gavin Newsom, Eric Garcetti, what we really need to do is we need to look right and left. We need to look horizontally at our communities and rebuild from the ground up. We need to reestablish a virtuous people because honestly, Robert, you know, I, I obviously I, I despise these evil sociopathic figures that have been wrecking and ruining our lives for the last three years, but they've always existed. They've been through. It's like a, it's like staphylococcus. You know, we have staph on our skin all the time. It doesn't necessarily harm us if our immune system can combat it. We've had staff people throughout history trying to worm their way into institutions, but we generally push them back when we have a virtuous people. We, the people, let our guard down. We are responsible for the emergence of the Fauci's and the Burks and the Bidens. They didn't just show up. We allowed them to. We voted for them. We appointed them, or we voted for people who appointed them. That's the source of the problem. So my big disappointment in the last three years has not been just the discovery that our institutions are corrupted. My big disappointment is that my fellow Americans, many of them, have failed to continue to criticize and think on their own. And that's what's really weakened our structure. That's what's compromised our social immune system. And if we're not willing to strengthen our social and societal immune system, we are going to keep getting run down and attacked, and eventually the body will die. You said so much beautifully, <laughs> and I'm in 100% agreement there. You, you, you've nailed it. And, you know, questioning authority, what we're talking about is questioning false authority. But even if it's a legitimate authority, it can withstand scrutiny and questioning. What Correct. we've seen, though, is uh, those particularly in the so-called scientific uh, authoritarian regimes, but yes, government and media controlled have claimed that the mere act of questioning them is to question the basis for science itself, as we've heard. And we pointed out those absurdities as well. Um, the diminishment of uh, our connection to the spirit that that created us, as well as the wisdom that comes from that. Uh, and, you know, you know, I say a warship of false authority, even within our high levels of, uh, of uh, indoctrination, I've come to call them these university systems, even as you point out, surviving medical school, as you did, having been indoctrinated, but seeing through it and opening up more and more as you go on through the realities of life. And, you know, in freedom, I think we can solve these issues, but they don't like freedom because it might diminish their power, uh, how, however false it is, but it's real as it as we acquiesce to it, so to speak, as we abandon our own power and turn it over to those who would gladly usurp it, take it and use it against us. That's the great sadness uh, that I have come to recognize. We gave up our freedoms. They weren't wrested from us. We gave them up. We gave the keys to the kingdom to these sociopaths. We diminished the value that we place on the most fundamental of all rights. There is no right, no freedom greater than this, which is the freedom to speak, the freedom to express oneself, which means the freedom to criticize. If you ask university students, you mentioned universities and how they become indoctrination institutions. If you ask university students today around the country, just take a random sampling, do you support freedom of speech? Over 50% of students will say yes, but not hate speech. Mm -hmm meaning that they don't support freedom of speech. Love speech is always supported. Who, who doesn't like love speech? It's hate speech that must be protected. So those students, they were not ordered to give up their freedom of speech. They were, they were provided with the option to give it up. And they said, we will give it up. We will allow our speech to be taken away because we don't wanna be made uncomfortable. 
We don't like hate. Well, if we allow ourselves to continue down this path, we're going to give up every other freedom. The left, the tyrants, the authoritarians have never in history, and there's no example to the contrary, have never allowed freedom of expression and freedom of speech for the very reason that you mentioned, because freedom of expression is the greatest threat to their domination. Mm -hmm. They know that they can't exist and survive and flourish in a society where there's free speech because they will be questioned. And because of their, as you say, false authority, they will be found to be lacking and they will be dismantled. Mm-hmm. Anyone that is authoritative and lives in authority in truth can sustain questioning, even hate speech, so to speak, but not a tyrant, not someone who is lying to us, who is deceiving us and who is harming us in order to aggrandize power and wealth. And that mm-hmm. is the power structure that we have today. We're speaking with Dr. Mark McDonald, and we have his uh, website connected to the show notes today on the uh, 26th of September, 2023, markmcdonaldmd.com, linked up there as well. We also have uh, his dissidentmd.com website, which is, I love the the name, and I also love what's there, Freedom From Fear, a 12-step guide to personal and national recovery, and it's available a lot of different places where you can get it. And, of course, the ipac-edu.org uh, direct website to the the uh, the class I'd love you to consider, all y'all. And I was thinking, man, if we can get some of these college-age kids involved and see through this, it would be helpful to them, too. It's called How Not to Be Fooled, uh, and it's uh, uh, starting in September. I guess the first class has already happened, but I think it's still open for a while. Uh, yeah, we're delaying the start date in order to uh, not lose anyone as the registrations okay. mount. So we're giving a few weeks of leeway uh, until the beginning of, of October or so. So don't worry. Right. If you sign up late, you're not missing anything. Uh, and we do have uh, recordings available for anyone that doesn't make a class for whatever reason. So you can watch the uh, the talk later on your own mm-hmm. time if you wish. It's not all lost. Oh, this is fantastic. I'm looking at what's covered here. Go back to that page, Super Don, so we can see it. Uh, you have... Uh, Uh, The course description, since 2020, the manipulation of mass perception of reality has become increasingly obvious to many in the U.S. However, most people do not have a context within which to interpret this phenomenon. In this course, all aspects of the pathological basis, effects, and tools of mass perception manipulation will be explored with a focus on historical and recent examples. Look at that. Defining terms. We talked about that already. If you don't have your terms defined, you're lost. You're just going to be groping in the dark. Uh, censorships covered, uh, case study out of China. I'm looking at all these things, the Wuhan virus, pandemic of fear. Um, we even go technology. United States is one of the subjects uh, in the seminars that you're offering. Dude, this is so awesome. Uh, and ultimately, I see the fostering independence, curiosity, critical thinking. Um, this is as valuable a course that IPAC is offering and I've seen. So please take advantage of that. It hasn't started officially yet, and they're holding off until early October, it sounds like. That's correct. So you can take part in this. Yes, I I find that this course is uh, very much tailored and in line with my second book, Freedom from Fear, which is modeled after AA or 12-step program and Jordan B. Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. It's tailored towards an individual. This is not a a book about uh, society at large. It's about the individual and families and friends who are unable to think for themselves and want to free themselves from fear addiction. And the steps that I go through, uh, I mention in the course, how not to be fooled, starting with acknowledging that you're afraid or that people you love are afraid and finishing with the use of mentorship for others. Once you can feel free to think and think for yourself, Mm -hmm. you can then help 
encourage that with other people, which is exactly what the, the addiction path is. I really think the United States has become largely addicted to fear. You know, when I walk by people on the street, even now in L.A., they don't reach into their pocket for a cigarette. They reach into their pocket for a mask to cover their face when another person passes them by. I don't even think that they are actively thinking about it anymore. I think it's a reaction, like, you know, pulling a cigarette out when you're nervous. Mm -hmm. It's something to do with their hands and to feel uh, the sense of relaxation that comes from putting a diaper on their face. That is an addiction. And addiction is defined very simply by two phrases, use despite harm and loss of control. And if that doesn't describe our lives today, use of injections, use of masks, use of distancing, use of pharmaceutical compounds, despite harm and not being able to control their use, that is the addiction. And I think starting with that point of understanding addiction and fear and how fear is used as a manipulative tool to increase addiction and peddle it, whatever that addiction might be, then I think we can start to understand rationally what's going on. Mm -hmm. Many Americans don't understand the process. They know something's wrong. They feel uncomfortable. They see the country falling apart, but they don't understand how and why. I'm trying to put a picture, a roadmap to people to explain how we got here. And if you know how you got here, then you can know how to get out of it. But if you don't know how you arrived, how are you going to leave? Exactly. I mean, this, this is, you know, for me, I, I was raised pharmaceutically and medically an allopathic family. Always knew I grew up to be a doctor, but the only model I had for doctors were MDs. My uncle was an MD told me, you don't want to be a doctor. Can you imagine telling your nephew that? Wow. And, and uh, as I, uncle Bob, I don't understand why he tried to explain it. And I didn't understand it till I was at Emory. And I realized that if I did to other people, what doctors did to me, I would be absolutely miserable. And so it took another five years before I was ready to hear something called homeopathy and, and explore it and apply it in my own life and regain my health. And now uh, 57, I'm running circles around my 24 year old self when I started this journey back to health. And of course it went into changing my diet and supplementing all the things that the doctors would, you know, may say is ludicrous. It's not scientific. And I'll, look, the ultimate science is, is, I guess, anecdotal, really observational that, Hey, I did this, I did this, I just got, well, it's not a double blind placebo control study, but I'm not arguing with the results here. Uh, and yet at the same time, I, I love so much the sciences. I just loathe the fact that they've been, a, you know, made, uh, if I could call it political or economic solely, right. And, and it's politicized it, et cetera. But I love what Dr. James Lyons Weiler is doing in IPAC. Uh, to bring real scientific inquiry, endeavor, all of this into various fields. And, and I'm so excited to connect with you, Dr. Mark McDonald, for the first time, as far as I know. I don't remember me. I think I would because I'm not going to forget you based <laughs> on what you're bringing. Uh, the question is, how have you survived in that so-called hashtag woke arena of L.A.? I know it's not uniform all the same everywhere, but it, of course, the reputation precedes itself. You point out people are still reaching for masks and such. Have you had any challenges to your professional standing or in a personal way, just going out into a store, trying to be a, a human being to, you know, get some fruit or vegetable. I don't know. Tell me a little bit about that personal oh, interactivity. I have, uh, when my building where I work, put up signs requiring masks in the building, which I thoroughly ignored, by the way, I've never worn a mask in my building ever. I was attacked, yelled at by people in the elevator. I had a man who wore a full on track suit with thick rubber gloves and a Nazi gas mask with the two filters on the sides hanging out in front of the bathroom when I walked in. I didn't know why he was hanging out because he would not go into the bathroom with a maskless man. <laughs> so when I left, he came up behind me and he yelled something about a mask. And I looked at him and I, I said, you know, this was this was a long time ago when I was still 
foolishly naively trying to educate people about the <laughs> the lack of the lack of of value and worthlessness in mass. And I said, you realize that these these masks are absolutely no value to you to keep you from getting sick. He screamed, literally screamed at me, waving his arms. I thought he was gonna physically attack me and yelled, you don't care about life. You don't care about anyone but yourself. He was getting hoarse from yelling at me. This was one of many, many examples of absolute psychosis. I mean, I called it, the subtitle of my first book, United States of Fear, is how America fell victim to a mass delusional psychosis. This is a psychotic individual. He could have been a patient. He wasn't. Mm. This happened to me repeatedly for the first six to nine months in Los Angeles until finally the, the rules sort of softened a bit and people felt less emboldened to go and attack each other. As this was going on, mm. I received a letter from the California Medical Board stating that I was under investigation for spreading medical misinformation about ivermectin on my social media pages. Remember that, that pinnacle of, of government misinformation that came out about a year and a half ago? It was brilliant. I mean, I have to give him credit for this. <laughs> From the CDC with a photograph of a woman holding a horse and then a doctor with a mask and a mask patient and underneath it, it said, seriously, y'all, just stop it. No more ivermectin, it's a horse dewormer. I mean, that right. was a beautiful, gorgeous stroke of propaganda. Mm -hmm. Well, that happened around the time that I was writing the opposite. Ivermectin actually saves lives. So I was investigated by the medical board. At the same time that I was investigated, I filed a lawsuit with Dr. Jeff Barkey, family practice physician in Orange County and my co-podcast host on Informed Dissent, our podcast. And our lawsuit, McDonald versus Lawson. Lawson is the last name of Christina Lawson, who's the lawyer, not doctor, lawyer, in charge of the California Medical Board, along with a couple of life coaches, by the way. Mm. That's, that's the California Medical Board. I sued her in federal court under Liberty Justice Foundation's uh, support, which is a nonprofit law firm out of Chicago that supports constitutional rights, arguing that she and Gavin Newsom and the legislature in California that passed AB 2098, which is called the Medical Misinformation Bill, which gags doctors from speaking honestly to their patients about medicine, that does not conform to the political ideology of Sacramento. I filed a lawsuit against them. Just last month, it was held in federal court in Pasadena. The judges reamed the defense attorney representing Dr. and the doctor, lawyer Lawson, mm -hmm. telling her, you don't have any grounds for this to support this kind of measure. Well, guess what? Right before the judge panel was about to issue their ruling, which we're certain would have been, this is an unconstitutional law, which would have spread across the whole country and shut down this whole speech code nonsense. Right before that, the Democrat legislature in California voted to repeal the mm -hmm. AB 2098. This happened last Thursday. Right. And Gavin Newsom, it's awaiting Gavin Newsom's signature on his desk to repeal it. The same, the same Democrat supermajority tyrants that voted it in, voted it out. So I have been attacked both physically and verbally. I've been attacked legally and politically. I've had my license threatened for suspension. However, I have prevailed in every case. I have never been assaulted. I have never lost a fight both physical or verbal or political or financial. I am still alive and kicking. I am free to practice. And I believe that the politicians have now learned their lesson and they're no longer going after me or any of my colleagues here in California. Can't say that for the other colleagues in Texas, but mm -hmm. I, I, am, I am happy and proud to say to everyone listening that if you fear speaking out, if you fear acting courageously, and courage is nothing more than acting at risk when you're afraid that's all courage is it's it's not it's not getting big muscles it's just putting yourself at risk for your principles if you fear that 
know from my experience and that of others that yes, you will be attacked, you will be canceled, you will be shamed, you will be bullied. However, you will also attract the attention of other good people who, who support your values and who support freedom, and they will rally to your defense and you will gain colleagues and friends as well as enemies. And in the end, you will gain more than you lose. So do not let fear discourage you from acting courageously. I encourage everyone to understand that it's a very, very important lesson. And I repeat it as often as I can. Step up, step out. You will gain friends. You will gain support. Check out the book, Freedom from Fear, a 12-step guide to personal and national recovery at dissidentmd.com. We've got it linked up and I'm just so excited to connect with you, Mark, as well as that. If you're going to be at any events, do you speak uh, publicly yes, at all? Or I do. I'm, I'm actually up? speaking for the Seal Beach Republican Women's Federation in two nights down in Orange County. I'm speaking for them again in another month. My co-speaker in a couple of days, is uh, his name is Shia Mack. He is one of the Epoch Times writers and opinion editors. He's an excellent and, and courageous individual who speaks really truth to power through the Epoch Times located in Orange County at the Orange County office. I'm also going to be at a conference with Dr. Angie Farella, a freedom in medicine conference in San Antonio uh, in about a month. And then uh, two days after that, I'm flying straight to Florida with Dr. John Littell, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Pierre Corey in Ocala for another freedom conference to speak about truth and, uh, and ending censorship in, in medicine uh, and also homeschooling. So I'm, I'm doing a lot. I'm traveling a lot now. Uh, if they if they bring back the mask mandate, I am not going to comply. I will not be on a plane. But barring that, I will be traveling to not just L.A., but to Texas, to Florida, speaking with other like minded physicians. I was with Dr. Pierre Corey just a few nights ago up in the valley uh, north of Los Angeles for Perk fundraiser, which is uh, to protect the educational rights of children. Wonderful nonprofit organization. He received an award and he was uh, speaking about his new book, The War on Ivermectin. Dr. Pierre Corey is another courageous physician who really speaks the truth despite tremendous personal losses to him, financial and professional. I am more active than ever. Uh, I have not backed down. I have not shut up. I am still out there. I'm still speaking. Well, we're going to see uh, Dr. Pierre Corey at an event uh, coming up in Utah. I'll be speaking at as well. Look forward to that. Uh, and if people want to see you, uh, let's say what type of patient tends to gravitate to you as a, a physician in the LA area? I see all ages from five to 65. I see young children. I see young adults. I see regular adults, middle-aged adults, and older adults. Primarily right now, primarily those who are having trouble with attention and anxiety or depression. And the people that I work the best with are the people who are truly interested in learning and in bringing someone on to help guide them through their emotional turmoil. But that requires that they accept their situation. They accept the truth and reality of where they are. I am not uh, a hand holder. I am not there to make people feel better. I'm there to challenge them. And I'm also there to give them the tools that may not be the easy ones to use, which is not a prescription necessarily. It could be a recommendation for exercise, for sunlight, for uh, restricting your sleeping habits, reducing your use of, of substances like nicotine, tobacco, alcohol. Mm -hmm. It can be improving your health as you are a big proponent of, and I am as well, by reducing your reliance on processed foods and high salt, high sugar, high vegetable oil compounds, getting rid of rice, pasta, and, uh, and carbohydrates, breads, 
focusing on proteins, vegetables, high nutrient foods that are incredibly healthy and taste great, but may not make you feel good in the moment because they don't give you that pleasure reward. <laughs> These are not easy practices to follow diligently, but they will over time make you more mentally, physically, and emotionally well. So if you're open to that and you're open to that approach, rather than just being given a prescription and sent packing, then you might be a patient that I can work with and that I can benefit. Excellent. Thank you for sharing with such clarity. You actually use language very well and accurately. Thank you. So that's Dr. Mark McDonald. And of course, check out his course at ipac-edu.org, how not to be fooled or how to not be fooled. And uh, that's going to be a great, great event, a series of seminars going on over. I don't know how long that actually lasts. 15 weeks. 15 weeks? Yeah, four months, essentially. Wow. So we and we break it up with vacations. Yeah, I mean, we got like Thanksgiving and Christmas we take off. Okay. So it's going to go well into January. And it's only 180 bucks for that kind of content. Good Super Lord. Cheap. Great deal, y'all. Check it out. And Dr. Mark McDonald, you're welcome here anytime. Appreciate you so much, all that you're Thank revealing you. and uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. I enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Mark. Well, uh, that's the fun of uh, sometimes we get some new guests on that shine. Most of them do, but I mean, he was rocking it and I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, so y'all check him out. We've got him linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them through our website at robertscottbell.com or the live chat rooms, et cetera. A lot of different ways to do it. Or if you've got questions, we do an AMA and ask me anything every month on Zoom. Uh, for the community that is uh, patron supporters of the show. We just did that yesterday and gave away a lot of great stuff from some of our sponsors, which is fun because it's all empowering and health-filling, health-fulfilling, so to speak. Uh, so uh, that's uh, kind of the fun we get to have here as well. So I appreciate that. We do have a question of the day coming up as well. And uh, I want to bring Super Don into the mix. There hasn't been a lot of Super Don today. And that's okay, he says. But I, I enjoy it. And I miss him when he's not talking. That's just me. I don't know what's wrong with me that, that way. But uh there you go. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Listen, okay. I, I'm not making it up. I, I enjoy hearing <laughs> your perspective. And I, even if I get annoyed That's occasionally, right. yeah. it's okay. I, uh, I get, get, take a break once in a while. Yeah, I know. I would do this. Sometimes you can't get me to shut up. So, you know, That's it's true. like feast or famine. Well, and that's true to today. Like I was just like, I don't know the first hour where it went was pretty intense as far as going into those areas. I mean, I, um, concern only that sometimes I'll hit some topics <clears throat> and subject matter that is so deep or so far beyond that people are going, I don't even know what you're talking about. And maybe <laughs> I'm overly concerned like I was with homeopathy and I should just chill out and let it go and just talk about this stuff. Like people like it. So, you know, it, um, it's a hit. Yeah. It's literally, a- literally it's a hit. I've gotten nothing but, but positive feedback on that. So <laughs> I'm I'm actually excited to um, to bring on the the next uh, the next new thing for the show. Detox dialogues, right? Uh, which I've pretty much got down now at this point. Yeah. So the only thing I you know I want, and I'm just you know uh, you know self centered diva, uh, is like some kind of uh, music bed intro like we used to have. I know I'm asking for a lot, and it's it's okay if it doesn't happen. But your creativity and doing those things over the years has been some of the most excellent awesomeness. Yeah, uh, we've ever had, you know, I can, I can do it. It's just, t- it, it, just it, it takes, it takes a considerable amount of time to put something like that together. And so, you know, to have an extra two or three hours to sit down and, and make something, uh, you know, to that extent is, is challenging, 
Yeah. But yeah. I can probably figure out something I could do. I could I could put something together like uh like Bolden's intro or something maybe. Well, yeah, those are fun. Yeah. I mean, those are a little bit easier to do because, you know, back in the day when we were doing on radio, I was doing everything from scratch. Yeah. I mean, I started with nothing know, and just yeah. built all the different things and stuff like that, mm. which I love to do, but I just don't have time for that, you know, anymore. So Right. Uh like the stuff like Bolden's intro and stuff like that, mm. a lot of that is streamlined and automated and so it's kind of just filling in the blanks. So I'll 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 Okay. I'll work on it. All right. Be, that's fun. I know, again, it's a matter of time, but, uh, you know, we're just going doing cold open after cold open on the homeopathic hits. It'd be fun to have some kind of intro for it. Okay. Like All the right. detox. I'll start with, I'll start with that one. Okay. Yeah. You're so awesome. All right. We got a uh, <laughs> question of the day coming up. I, I think All right. Well, here's your waiting. intro. Huh? Thank you. Super Don. There you go. <laughs> this was from Stephanie says, hey, Robert, about a month ago, I would get some knee pain on the outside of the right knee when I would go hiking, and it would only hurt when walking downhill. It's been getting more frequent, and for the past week, it's been in constant pain, and I'm limping. No previous injuries, just came out of nowhere. I've been rubbing Arnica cream on it, and acupuncture really helps, but was wondering if you have any homeopathic remedies you'd recommend. Appreciate any help. All right, Stephanie. Oh. Uh, you, uh, excuse me, as I'm yawning here, I don't know why. I need some more oxygen, I guess. Um, but <laughs> have you been paying attention to the homeopathic hits? Because I've covered a number of remedies, and there are more to, to cover regarding uh, skeletal inflammation and pain. Uh, you know, one that comes to mind, of course, is rust toxicodendron or rust tox. Uh, but I would always precede it with a dose like a bryonia, for instance. Uh, we haven't done some of the others like Nux Vomica and Chelidonium yet, uh, as far as I know, in the healing, uh, the homeopathic hits. But remember, the right side tends to be, what, the side of the liver. So if there's any kind of liver stress or congestion going on, you'll see some things that will manifest more on the right side. Sometimes you'll have a bilateral or, you know, both sides will e equally hurt, like both knees will hurt. Okay. But if it's really one-sided affair, so to speak, <laughs> Uh, you can go, oh, that's the side of my liver. I wonder if I'm a little, a little congested there. So, again, a dose of bryonia, do an extra selenium, uh, any of the a number of other things that we do to support liver health would be of great value to you because let's just say there is a uh, subclinical weakness, right? Not a diagnosed uh, tendonitis or anything, but it could be tendon or ligament. Uh, and it could just simply be a weak area you didn't know was weak because it wasn't an official injury. You didn't really do anything. But for whatever reason, when you're walking down the hill, of course, that's extra strain on certain tendons, of course, going downhill. That's why, you know, when I do the the big hikes occasionally, uh, uh, my wife got me those walking sticks. Not because I, I, I'm, you know, I needed them per se, but it was like when you're going downhill, especially, I guess, if you're not 22 anymore, uh, it's a good idea to support, you know, with that air, that area in mind that you could have a weakness that you don't even know about. That strain can be overwhelming over time. So I would say that rust tox, yes, uh, CBD, the transdermal CBD is excellent locally used. That's the Nutritional Frontiers, transdermal CBD. And you can go to cbdnf.com, use the code RSB15, get 15% off as well. And um, strengthening the connective tissue is all about what? The minerals that are needed to have strong integrity there. And that is silica, silica, silica. So if you're not already taking Alta Health Products Silica that we get from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com, please get on that. It's, they're little tablets of 100% uh, uh, whole food form of silicon or silica. 
and take three tablets four times a day for a couple of weeks to really replenish the silica. And remember, uh, magnesium also plays a role there and copper. In fact, copper, people are utilizing copper in a rapid dose scenario with the Sovereign Copper product. We gave away, let me see, there's just this little travel size one I have, but I gave away some of this in the Zoom AMA. But the Sovereign Copper has been tremendous. You could take a tablespoon five times in a day. You're still not achieving what we call the RDI. So you're not doing toxic amounts of copper at all, not even close. And yet copper plays a role in the inflammatory response. So it can cool inflammation, not by suppression, because there's a side benefit. Guess what? To that right-sided thing I talked about, the liver, phase one detox pathways are supported by, uh, you know, adequate copper intake. And this is the copper one, copper two. So it's pretty instantaneous. Do a tablespoon, one, two, three, four, even five, or even six times to get out of that rapid, rapidly, right? A couple of days, two or three days at that pace, and then you can start tapering down. So hopefully that's helpful to you, uh, Stephanie. And if you have a follow-up question, please do send it in. And uh, also remember intoxication, Super Don, people poison themselves inadvertently. I remember intoxication. Yes, of course. And I'm not talking just alcohol. I'm talking, oh my gosh, there are ants and bugs and roaches and spiders and people spray raid and other stuff that's stressing the liver, right? So consider Orange Guard from uh, my buddy Tor McPartland, orangeguard.com. You can get it from I would like you to go get it at uh, Ace Hardware. They're independently owned and they have access to it. Even if they don't have it in stock, they can get it from their distribution system. If you still do Whole Foods, please let them know you want Orange Guard. They do have it in their system, orangeguard.com directly as well. And uh, you can spray this around your house. You can even clean with it, but your house will smell like oranges instead of toxic roach poison. (laughs) It's much preferable, I think. Smells better. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. Way better. Anyway, there's that. Uh, we harvested some good deliciousness today, harvested some uh, some pears from the tree. Uh, we're still eating the peaches that we put in the fridge, and oh my God, they are so delectable, delicious. Um, we have apples come in. Um, we still have some melons that are, are ripening. Uh, harvested some tomatoes today. I used Charlie's uh, technique today. Uh, we were on the AMA, and our buddy Charlie, who has a garden, uh, said, you know, the, the coming colder weather, uh, you want to focus not on necessarily new growth because there's not time enough for more tomatoes. So cut those top branches a little bit off. And then the plant apparently focuses on the, the tomatoes that are already there, helping them to uh, ripen faster uh, as we're hitting to the, the colder season. So great tips that we got at the or Yeah. Or, you can just, you, you can pickle the green tomatoes. I haven't tried them yet. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll have to let you know how those turn out, but from what I understand, they're, they're supposed to be good. So don't let the green ones go to waste because apparently there are things you can do with the green ones. Pickled green tomatoes, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Are you still getting the big size ones or also the little ones too? Uh, I've got, we've got, yeah, I've still got, uh, gosh, I still have enough that it's, that it's weighing down (laughs) the bushes and it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to make some decisions here because we're actually supposed to hit 30 degrees. Oh my gosh. Coming up. Um, Yeah. And, you know, as much as I love my my garden, mm-hmm. what a pain in the butt it is to cover that thing. Mm. It just because, you know, I haven't gone out and bought like the, the big sheets of plastic and stuff, you know, that people to use. Cover it, right. So I'm out there with bed sheets and, yeah. you know, stuff, throwing it over the, the, the garden and stuff. So, Oh, and by the way, Charlie was talking about the electro agriculture. Uh-huh. How he's got them planted all over and he was just booming. I'm like, I've got a 
prepare them for the greenhouse this winter, right? As we start focusing more in there and right. I'm going to have one for each, each uh, bin that we have in the greenhouse as well. So look at that. Uh, we did, uh, what was her name that was on just uh, in the island off of Georgia? Velen. Velen. That's right. So yes. go back and listen to that one. That was an amazing story. If you're not willing to make your own, she's making them for you and you can buy them. They're very reasonable as well. They look like, I mean, you just need some instructions, you know, it's yeah. like, how exactly am I supposed to do, to do this? Stuff. It's a stick and some copper wire. Yeah. So it's not complicated, but some people yeah. like to just buy them done. So I understand that. So, Diva. all right. Well, good show. Uh, if you guys have questions or comments about anything, uh, Super Don are open for a debrief after the show. We're going to do a, a what is that called? A bonus round? Bonus round. Bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Formerly known as Extra Innings. Extra Innings, right? It's baseball That's season right. still, but yeah, bonus round. And uh, thanks to Dr. Mark McDonald. Uh, thanks to Sheila Holm for being on today. Uh, we definitely pushed the envelope in hour one. I hope you survived it. We'll hear from Super Don <laughs> if he has anything to say or if he slept through it after this. Because the power to heal is yours. Okay, bonus round commences. Go. 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 Here we are. All right. Go, 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 bonus go. round. Uh, let's see here. Over on Rumble, Cetro Spotlight hanging out. Uh, Emily, Emily Faith 78. Camera cords in the way. Uh, Cetros really enjoyed I uh, said I'm loving the guests today he was very yeah. impressed with the guests here he claims that um, he thinks that Dr. Um, in the second hour I'm drawing a blank now like Dr. Uh, Mark McDonald? McDonald yeah. yeah he said he thinks that he sounded like a Dr. Shiva fan <laughs> oh okay I <laughs> what don't in the know world made you think that? I don't know why it doesn't didn't sound like that to me. Cetros is, is uh, I'm just calling it, call you Cetros. Yeah. Um, I think he's, a, he's, a, he's a, if I'm not mistaken, several times he has tried to convince me mm -hmm. to get Shiva back on the show. You, so he, yeah, he, you're going to have to convince Super. He's a Shiva that. fan. And, yeah. uh, and so probably he thinks everybody is a Shiva fan too. Mm -hmm. In any case, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, McDonald was great. Um, she, now, you were talking about hour one, whether I uh, could handle what was being talked about, I guess. Well, or? I recognize that th that's not everybody's cup of tea to go that deep on stuff. And it was, uh, you know, pretty intense, but it, it cert certainly sparked and stimulated me to let loose on some things as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I, that's, it's kind of like you and I are like the yin and the yang of, of the show, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, you know, you will go places where I'm just like, whatever Bold you know where no yeah and i kind of pull you back into the center a little bit once in a while but yes uh, you are you, what do they what do they call it you are my <laughs> what is the word i don't even know it. i don't know you're my rock i don't know what it is it's like something that grounds me right otherwise yeah. i'll fly right off of the universe uh, it's funny it's funny how i have a tendency to 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 be attracted and drawn to people in that way, because that's that's the same thing that Mike Philip was talking about over the weekend. Yeah, where you know it's like when, when we were working together, and suddenly he was just like off, you know, I way out there in left field, and it's like no, come back, come yeah, back yeah. here, or no, come on, they gotta, gotta, let's let's take a look at what's going on here. You have an important Which, job. By the way, I, I thought that would, that ended up being a really good uh, interview. Did you like the Mike Phillips interview on Sunday? It was. I think it went really well. 
our Sunday conversations, if you miss them, just yeah. to, if you're new to the show, they tend to go more into the depth of why people believe what they believe and telling their backstory, how they got to the conclusions they have, and very often spiritually oriented or focused. And uh, I like people to be able to share that. For me, I'm I'm uplifted by it. I mean, I, obviously, we're not bringing on people that are Satanists trying to, to sacrifice <laughs> children, you know, it's sort of like, but there's a, a wide plurality of beliefs out there. And you know, many people who even call themselves Christian have a wide variety of views of Christianity. And, and I want to hear it. I want to hear them Absolutely. share the story too. And, and yes, there are those that are non-Christian that will, will feature as well. And, and I appreciate everybody's, uh, you know, tolerance and, and uh, willingness to hear everybody's story. I think we need to do more of that. We're all better off from just sometimes listening to folks and saying, oh, that's why that's really cool. Right. And uh, I think we, we we're better off for it. That's just my experience, Super Don. I think you may agree with that. Yeah, I do agree. So, but yeah, I do about agree. a cool story. And dude, a lot of miracles that happened that he described that were really cool uh, that were occurring. And I was like, dude, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting world we live in. Mm-hmm. People are, people are interesting. <laughs> people are strange. Yes. Including me. People are strange. Mm-hmm. All right. So what else? Uh, what do you what do you got what do you see on your side there on the chat room? Well, I'm just I, I actually let me look at that. I don't think there's been much going on. Oh, Steve was responding on uh, Gene's knees uh, on some things to consider. So in the chat room, uh, let's see, talking about uh, let's see, Adam Bergstrom talked about knee pain, back of the knee related to bladder and or gallbladder, uh, outside of the knee, large intestine, inside triple heater, front small intestine. So I, again, these things there are a lot of uh, uh, perspectives on, you know, when you have an ailment or injury in some area of the body that it does correlate or connect to something else. That's why I was talking about just, I went more general in terms of the side of the body as opposed to going specifically this or, and this, you know, but maybe people have had success with that. I don't doubt it. Uh, but I don't know the detail of that person as what they related. I want to know how Steve knows so much. <laughs> Steve is very well. Studied. I mean, yeah. he's, he's like a walking encyclopedia of information. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do for fun, Steve? <laughs> you think you might not find it fun. What he does, right. Do you, do you do, do you ever like go outside the house and get away from like books and, and encyclopedias and, and stuff? I, I, I don't know how you can retain so much information. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I totally respect it and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by it, but it's just like, you'll share your secret. That's basically, I mean, do you you notice how it's like, you know, Robert, you'll just be like, so, you know, today, uh, I, uh, I was walking by, a saw a dog and Steve just jumps in there with, you know, an encyclopedia thing of, of like dog breeds and, and, and stuff. And you're just like, holy cow, how did you do that so fast? Where did that come from? Very funny. Um, Chris was talking about the money issue in the earlier in hour one, he added another one. I didn't get to before. He says, not everyone has money, whether gold, silver, paper, credit, et cetera, though everyone has the same amount of time, which is why we should self-issue currency grant our own Jubilee. Um, but you know, remember that Ithaca dollar, if I remember correctly, was like a time-based thing. You know, you get an hour of somebody's time and that was the currency there. So I'm not opposed to all of these innovations. Uh, I just happen to believe uh, if we are, let's say, used to doing something, 
if there's a way to transition to allow you to continue doing that, but being in more, more in integrity, that's why, you know, again, I'm a big fan of the goldbacks as an option because people are used to taking out things that look like bills or notes or paper or whatever. And, you know, okay. So we have that system. You're already used to it. Start doing it just with something that has some, some substance to it that if you melt it down, you'll have that amount of gold. Not that you need to, but the point is, there's an agree upon value that an exchange that's meaningful and not debt based. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, I'm not opposed to people deciding what they want to use in exchange for their hard earned or hard work or whatever it is they got. But you're right. Everybody has the same amount of time. So thanks Chris okay. for your commentary as well. Yeah. I don't see, was there anything else that I missed here? Uh, Steve's commenting in both places. You got cover your bases. I like that. Steve <laughs> drops it into it. This is what I'm talking world. about. Yeah. He's like the most motivated, like thorough encyclopedia. I know. Very impressive. Yes. Yeah. So our, uh, sub stack, thanks to super Don, the further RSB show today is the illusion of money. Why CBDCs are a Trojan horse for control. And, uh, it does in fact mention different, different options, including, uh, the gold. And as you can tell, when you read these, these are not written by Robert Scott Bell. No, these are, uh, these are, these are, these are more of a super Don style show, um, show, show supportive yes. uh, to cover the things we're covering on the show. Yes. So, yeah. Cetro says too much Ted Nugent for super Don in his early days. What do you like? Like Ted Nugent? Like, is he writing some new stuff that is, is Cetros into the new Ted Nugent? Too much Ted Nugent for Super Don in his early days. Maybe that. Maybe I don't know what that means. Actually. You have to explain that. I'm yeah, not quite sure. That. Is that like? Yeah. Is that like directed at me? Yeah. Is that because he looks like a? You know, he's he's rocked it hard in his life, or what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm. I, I like Ted Nugent. Yeah. I like Ted Nugent. He's all right. Yeah. Um, I would love to get him on the show. Still, I don't know, Super Don. You're not doing. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I I worked with Shemaine for for a while, kind of just off and on, but she's kind of doing her own thing now. Yeah, but doesn't preclude you saying, hey. No, I could try again. I I actually have the email um, address for the person. All right. I'll try again. Or I'll get on on her show again. Or I haven't done that yet. But I think that would. True. Maybe be an entryway where she could show, hey, Ted, he's, he's all right. You could go on his show. Could be that. God, that would be something, wouldn't it? That would be cool. <laughs> All right. Anything else? The AMA is posted and up on Patreon. Okay. For good. those of you that um, missed, it, you missed, missed it. it, so it is there to watch. Uh, what else? It's pretty much all I got. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so we shouldn't have. Uh, Ty because we already had him on so last week yeah and he's kind of a once a month thing now so tomorrow we have got Michael Gata yeah I was just on his show uh, yesterday you were just on he's his terrific. show right yeah Great and guy. at this point it looks like that's all we've got so I will tell you I you know I wrote to uh, to James Lyonsweiler okay and uh, he did not respond so okay. I don't know what's going Let's on see there. if I can reach him but okay we also have Jonathan Emord Thursday, but he needs to pre-record apparently. So uh, right, so we got to figure that out. And then Friday, travel day. I don't know what else to do. Heading okay. to Houston. Yep, I'll get some recordings when I'm there in Houston with all kinds of cool folks. So, all right. 
Well, I believe that's all we've got going on. Um, looks like a newsletter will be going out tomorrow. Okay. And we will start the detox dialogues next week. That is the plan. And I'm think, thinking we just need to pick a day and we'll just do one a week. Okay. And that's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Anything else? This is last. Going once, going twice. Nope. Uh, I'm going to check out the chat room real quick. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Uh, yep. Ithaca hours are still in circulation. Oh, that's cool. Chris. Thanks, Chris, for all the updates. And thank you all for being here. And uh, God willing, we'll be back tomorrow, less than 24 hours from now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. We'll see you then.